This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Startups and side hustles on Starting Up. Now, Ibrahim Aboudiak is the co-founder of The Smash Room. It's a place to let out your frustration, shall we say. Um, It's where you can go and pay good money to um, smash things up from guitars to TVs to glasses to plates and even 4x4s if you're very lucky. That's something I was able to do quite a while back. Now, Ibrahim has travelled the world and he's been all over the world recently discussing failure because it's something that he is really passionate about. Now, I sat down with him earlier this week before he jetted off to America to talk about the importance of failure. Ibrahim, really lovely to have you on Starting Up. Always a pleasure to talk to you. We're talking on the show today about failure. And for some people, it's an easy conversation. And for others, they can be a bit reluctant. But for you, failure is a really important conversation. It is. I mean, I I love it. (laughs) It sounds really weird. But the thing is, once you made uh, peace with it, uh, and you look at it from a way where failure is actually... um, the the way to learn if you want to progress in life if you want to really achieve something different from the rest of uh, the people you need to go through failure and it's a process and how you would react to it how you would you know the takeaways from that is what differentiates you know someone who would take them as learn uh, as a learning opportunity or someone would just stop at that and say and give up now, I guess people look at something like the Smash Rooms, highly successful, um, amazing, profitable in your first year. We've had Hibber on the show before. And I think they, they look at something like that and think, wow, well, you know, what does he know about failure? He's had an overnight success. But before the overnight success, there's a lot yeah. of hard work yeah, yeah, and effort yeah. and also a few issues along the way. Yes, for sure. So, uh, I mean... The Smash Room is way far from being an overnight success. I mean, uh, there is there is a lot that has taken place before the Smash Room is where it is today. I mean, we're almost celebrating our second year anniversary. But wow. before that, me as a person, Heba as a person, each one of us had to go through a lot and a lot of failures. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to share a few of them. Yeah, please do. Well, tell us, um, Ibrahim, some of your failure stories, because this is something I, I, I know you are passionate about and you do spend time talking and perhaps educating people about this. Yeah. So talk to us about some of your failures then. Sure. Well, uh, I would start with the highlight it's uh, three years ago when I was just living the corporate life and I thought I had it all, you know, a really fancy job, nice salary, living the life in Dubai, fancy cars, all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden I walk in, I, I walk in the office and then my manager is calling me, Ibrahim, you're fired. Get your stuff out of here and I don't want to see you tomorrow or today. I mean, that was it. Wow after five years of working for that company. And I was like, you know, that typical uh, mindset at that time would say, you know, you think about the problems. How would I, uh, you know, keep the same lifestyle? How mm. would I repay my loans? <laughs> how would I, and all of these questions, how w- what would I tell my family? All of that stuff. And at the same time, I was married at that point and things started escalating in my marriage. Okay. At exactly the same time. So it was like everything came together at once. Yes. All the bad parts. Yes. So I would say at that time, I was looking at them as a, the, the bad stuff, only to realize that's the best things that happened to me in my entire life. 
So it, it it's a blessing, to be honest. And the thing is, I had to deal with divorce within a couple of months from also losing my job. So, you know, losing your career and, and, and going through divorce in Dubai is really, really hard. And we all know that, you know, the expenses that you still have to maintain every mm. month without having income coming in. I mean, you, you only have a few months if yes. you're lucky enough. If you're lucky. If some you're people lucky don't have that. Exactly. Uh, so so that, that was the first one. And the thing is, I wasn't, I, I thought, you know, you know, when you're already used to this lifestyle and things, you thought you're secure, but you don't plan for the for these kind of moments and that's why i think is is the takeaway you need always to have some kind of plan for the worst case scenario in this case the worst case scenario actually worked in my favor i started thinking that i want to start my own business i always wanted to i always had side hustles but never really worked unless you yeah. put in the effort so i started after like a couple of months i started a business um like an online car trading with a few friends that I had at that time. Um, <laughs> and everything, you know, when we start, when you're really passionate about it, you're, you, don't, you don't really, you don't see the whole image, right? Because you only focus on the right, st- the, the good stuff. So I found myself putting in like 95% of the effort uh, while these uh, friends who are still I'm friends with, but not in business, um, <laughs> thought that they can still get the same amount of equity, the same amount of share, all of that without spending in the effort. They still maintain their day jobs. Yeah. Uh, and then whenever they have this extra 5% of time, they would dedicate it. So the takeaway here is I, I, we had to end that partnership. I had to close that company. Uh, the takeaway is not every friend is a good business partner. We tend to go into, you know, who we know the most. Um, and then we try to start businesses with. The thing is, if these people are actually very close to the way that you think, or let's say copy of, of who you are, that's the worst people that you start business with. Okay. So try to find people who are different from you. They have different mindsets, different uh, skill sets. Uh, so for me and Heba, it's like when we started the Smash Room, we found that each one complements each other. Because Heba is like strong in concept creation, marketing, creativity. And at that point, I took over the operations, finance, and building the, the thing from the scratch. Yeah. And, and, and so just for people who aren't familiar with the smash rooms, we can basically go, let off some steam and, and smash anything we want. I know, I, I've talked about this on the show before, I've smashed up a 4x4, a, a four four, which was very, very exciting. That was on your first birthday. Yeah. But it is kind of a place where you go and let off steam, you pay to go, you can use different weapons of choice, and it mm-hmm. can be anything from plates to cups to glasses mm-hmm. to TVs to now guitars oh, yeah. and even cars like I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> That's what it sounds. So, uh, I mean, now being there for, I mean, looking at the smash room and all this success that we, we, we enjoy and, and the, the, the teamwork that we have, I mean, we had to go through, through these processes. There's a lot of other failures that, and that's why you see me, I'm, I'm really passionate about this. because I don't think people would look at this today. They think it's overnight success yeah. and they tend to forget what happened in the background. Uh, one of the stories that I would like to share is that I wanted to get into the financial markets. Mm. 
So I went to a few seminars. I paid quite a lot of money to learn from, let's say, the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like uh, trading and online trading, Forex, EDC. And then I decided that, you know, I'm ready now to get into trading. So I got myself a broker and uh, put in some money uh, in the market. In a couple of weeks, the money starts doubling. Okay. So here I am looking at, wow, this is actually, this is working. It this works. is amazing. You know, if I can double my money this fast, you know, I would just, you know, I had, I put myself a target. If I reached that amount, I would just pull out. So a couple of more weeks in and from 30K at the beginning to 70. So I, I was really greedy at that time. So it reached to 120 and all of a sudden from there to nothing in three days. Oh my goodness. So in five weeks, I lost more than 120,000 dirhams in the financial market because I thought easy money. I was greedy at the same time. I could pull out and just take whatever I got at the beginning, but yeah, no, I wanted more. Uh, and that was one of the, uh, because, you know, that's the point when I actually really needed that money. And I, I just woke up one day in the morning and, and realized that I had nothing. I lost it all. And would you say um, failure is a bit of a taboo word here in other parts of the world? Investors like to see companies, businesses, um, CEOs who've had a few failures and had a few knocks. But do you think that culture is maybe lacking a bit? We're lagging behind in, in seeing the value of failure here. Yeah, uh, 100% spot on. The thing is, it's, it's also cultural. Mm. So uh, I'm coming from the Middle East culture where, you know, when you're a kid, you're not actually allowed to fail. You're always you're taught to, to be to remember the right answers. Go to school. Uh, the way the grading system works is by remembering the right answers. So mm. if you make a mistake, you're going to be punished for it. And you spend your entire, you know, learning years, whether they're 12, 18, 15, whatever it is, just you know, through going through the same system. So what do you think of when you graduate, when you get out of it and in real life, and you know, the difference is in real life, you only learn through failure. You have to fail in order to succeed, in order to learn. And then this is, here comes the culture shock. In school, I, I've learned that I should not actually fail. If I get F or like fail, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have a really hard time at home. Right? Let alone in school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From anybody, right? I mean, I don't know. In my age, it, it's a slap in the face in, in my time. Right? I don't know how it is today, but it's not definitely not the same. So, uh, and then and you go into real life, you start, you know, uh, going into, uh, into the career world or you start a business or whatever it is, you need to go through failures. Uh, and there is a negative uh, connection to the word failure here in, in the society, as, as you rightly mentioned. And this has to change. And what advice would you have for someone, lots of people listening to this program have set up their own company, are thinking about setting up their own company, or perhaps like you had a side hustle and, and are thinking, I would like to make this full time. What would you say the big sort of takeaway is in, in, in terms of failure? Well, uh, that's, that's a really good question. There's, there's no simple answer. The thing is, uh, first of all, uh, you need to really study what you want to do, but at the same time, don't get stuck with uh, with the things that you you're studying take some action 
So, okay, take some action because when you take actions, you will learn through the way. Don't look, don't be a perfectionist because perfectionists end up doing nothing. Now, if you just, you know, have an idea, try to find someone to work with, as I said, who is different from you. Don't start by yourself. Find a co-founder or two uh, that complement each other and then, uh, you know, start getting some action done because while you're taking that action you're going to learn throughout the way you're going to fail for sure but you're not you should not stop at the first failure that you're going to have there's a famous quote by an irish author called samuel beckett i'm sure you've heard of it it's um ever tried ever failed no matter try again fail again fail better now that's kind of your ethos on this isn't it do you think the smash rooms would be such a success if you hadn't gone through your your first company and and learned from some of those mistakes uh absolutely not i mean uh we've i wouldn't be even starting the smash room without going through these failures before if i decided that you know that's the end of the world when i lost my job i'm gonna either find another job or leave the country or you know that's Mm. it for me i wouldn't be even meeting him at some point and thinking about yeah let's start a business about breaking things and we're gonna charge people money to come and break things and (laughs) who would even say yes to this (laughs) right and then but because of all of that you know your mindset changes mm. and and that's the core of everything it, it's it's it's, the, it's like going to the gym and building a muscle you, you don't yeah. do it you don't go one day and you you build you know a muscular body right you need to do it every day or like on a regular basis yeah and that's how you come fit and in order to for your mind to become fit you need to do this all the time co- with consistency in order to get to wherever you want even with this mushroom uh, being the success that it is today we had even failures from the journey of the smash room itself that mm. we have also learned from and, and i'm very open to talk about these because my team knows this and everybody who's close knows this because you know maybe someone listens to this story and they are in a similar situation and they could avoid you know the same mistakes that we have went into okay so we all need to learn from those valuable mistakes they're yeah. worth it. Thank you so much for your time. Ibrahim Avidiak is the co-founder of The Smash Rooms. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.